Hello and welcome to Walking the Earth Podcast, the podcast about the backpacking experience. You can check us out online at wtepodcast.com. I'm Justin Castle, calling in from New York City, New York. And I'm Mike Margulies, calling in today from Ho Chi Minh City, a.k.a. Saigon, Vietnam. Uh, and our guest uh, is Will Copestick. He's calling us from uh, Olapool, Scotland. Will, what's happening, man? Welcome to the show. Welcome. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's a pleasure. Uh, so, <laughs> Will, you were telling us really briefly before we started recording, but you basically uh, have recently completed um, a year of trekking and kayaking around Scotland. Yeah, so I, um, I spent a, a year, I started last May, um, went all the way around Scotland in a kayak, and then cycled up the country, climbing all the 3,000-foot peaks, uh, to which there's 282 of them. Yeah, I, I I saw that cl- and I was like, holy shit! I don't wait. Think- you climbed all two hundred eighty-two <laughs> peaks in Scotland. Yeah, yeah. Um, which seemed smaller as a number than it was in reality. I kind of uh, that seems like a massive number I, I, to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's two hundred eighty-two um, yeah, more peaks than I've ever climbed in my life. Uh, <laughs> it, it it took two months longer than I was planning on it to take, but it was good fun. Wow. Wait. So. Let me stop you there. So it took you two months longer than you planned. Did you rest in between or did you actually just pack enough supplies to do them back to back to back? Or what was the what was the setup? Let me ask that. Um, well, I had when the kayaking was kind of separate. So I, I had the kayak loaded with kit for about a month, month and a half. Um, and that was because I, I dried it over the winter before and I thought it'd be cheaper that way. Right. Um, in reality, what I did was keep everything in the front compartment, which then got a uh, repair resin on it. So everything tasted like kayak resin. Uh, oh. And then, uh, which was okay. It, it, it gets kind of sweet after a while. I, I quite like it now. Um, but then on the, on the bike, um, what, once I was on the bike, every week to two weeks you could get stuff. So you could kind of cycle in and you could just keep going as long as you could find a shop, basically. Right, right. So, I, go ahead, Mike. I, I was I was just gonna ask you, man. Like, so what? I'm curious, what's inspired the trip for you? I just wanted to see my own home country and hometown. Um, I'd done trips before, like I went to Iceland a few years ago and New Zealand before that, and people would ask you about Scotland because right. they kind of right. want to know about your hometown. And apart from where I grew up and where I went to university, I couldn't really answer it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I feel like I should see. It's funny because I, I, I've been traveling around now in Southeast Asia and whatnot. But um, I feel like I, maybe I could stand to travel around the states uh, a little more than I have. Although I, maybe the states are a, a bigger, a taller order maybe than than Scotland. <laughs> as an as, as, as an awful lot to cover. do there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've been around the states. I haven't been everywhere, but maybe that's just because it's so massive. Yeah, but. <laughs> But by by no means we want to undermine what you're doing because I'm looking at right now on your uh, website willcopestakemedia.com and you're able to go under expeditions and see an outline of exactly what you did and I I'm looking at a Google map of all the peaks you've you've climbed and that is just wow it's just like a it, it looks like a Christmas tree of, of of purple color all throughout Scotland. It's 
you're blowing it you blew it up kind of it kind of <laughs> felt like um you know when you're a kid and you've got a video game and you have to tick off every single little mission um that i had this map that i was slowly coloring in of all the peaks and it was <laughs> like a computer game <laughs> but like a video game like uh, coloring in the maps as you explore the new areas <laughs> but yeah, a lot more physical work than a video game um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, a lot more um, shivering and a lot more cold yeah oh god yeah. yeah, and you don't have the benefit of that I have. I, I walk to when I walk to new places. Generally, I can find a good hostel or guest house that uh, puts me up. I'm assuming you're doing a lot of tenting and that kind of thing, making up your own uh, yeah accommodation. Fun, <laughs> funnily, with that, um, I, I said at the start of the trip uh, mainly because I was trying to do it really, really cheaply that I would try and camp all the time, um, and that worked between May and November. Um, but then last year was as you guys got the really cold winter. Yeah. Scotland basically got hammered with gales and rain and gales and rain just over and over and over. Oh man! Um, so I started. Is gale a fancy a word for um, wind? Yeah, just storm. <laughs> yeah, re- really high, really high wind. About about six. Uh, we're we're dumb Americans. We don't, we don't... <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, I started doing hostels then, and it, so sort of a couple of days a week, and then you'd be back in the tent. Gotcha. Uh, I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Well, I. Cool, I can only imagine that that this is so that this was a tremendous trip and that you know you're spending a whole lot of time by yourself. I I know that it in your in your history just looking overviewing a little bit of your background that you know you, it seems like you've done somewhat similar trips before but by yourself doing these peaks is that correct? You did all these by yourself? Uh, yeah, most of them. Uh, I did have a, a sort of an invite to any friends and family who could join to come and join um, whenever. Uh, but probably about 95 to plus percent uh, was on my own. Oh, what now? What is the what is your mental state? What is it like? What's going through your head when you're going through the you know, going up these peaks and it's snow, snow ridden, it's snow covered. You're by yourself. You've been by yourself for you know, a a decent amount of time and holy shit, there's something, you know, there's a a pathway that's really not set. You have to determine it yourself. And it's pretty, I'm sure there's some pretty treacherous stretches. Um, But the nice thing with the Monroes is most of them you can get the top of without any real climbing experience. It's mainly walking. Okay. Um, but obviously, obviously, the navigation was pretty bad, uh, especially in the winter. It's like being inside a ping pong ball with a jet engine. Um, <laughs> oh God. So you're you're kind of down to you're not really thinking about that much. You're just kind of thinking where this bearing you're on and your compass is going, and then when you get to that one, it's looking where the next one's going to be and the next one. So it's really you don't think about much. Um, but then when you are walking in it, your mind does wander a bit and you can think about just about anything as you go. Right. As you're walking up this mountain and you're being blasted with freezing cold winds and things. Yeah. That's... Yeah. And you, you sort of, you can make little games to amuse yourself, like trying to get <laughs> the next rock before the time. And, um, <laughs> yeah. Slowly. So you, making fi- you find crazy. ways to entertain yourself, basically. Yeah. 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 Oh, nice. Do you have any favorite stories from, yeah, I'm sure there's got to be some crazy thing that happened in your time trekking around. Hopefully nothing like potentially life-threatening, but 
<laughs> well, if it is, uh, you made it. Live, you made so, it. Yeah, 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 maybe that's, that's the story to tell if there is one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was there wasn't that many really sort of scary, scary moments. Um, there was a one on the north coast of Scotland in the sea kayak where I got barreled in some waves. Um, you had this perfect melee of waves against tide, tide against wind, wind against cliffs, and it was all bashing in every direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and the waves there were maybe five meters sort of curling up over the kayak right um and that that was quite scary um, so you're in a kayak these... basically by yourself and these massive waves are coming and like uh, almost overtaking the whole kayak yeah they would go they would go perfect perfectly over your head like these sort of hollywood curves of, of <laughs> wow. perfect surf um, so you were, you're like great. freaking out uh, like you're gonna capsize and you know <laughs> be upside down yeah, and it was this... I was pretty nervous, um, really nervous, I think. Um, I, that, that was one of the few times I got on land and just kissed the floor. I was so happy. <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but then you get uh, it's this wonderful thing where you, the locals then will come and say hi to you, and you get these wonderful little sort of cultural pockets. Um, I, I came up with the ultimate Scottish conundrum because um, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd hurt my foot, so I was on medication at times. So I couldn't drink, and this, this fisherman sort of came up and went, well, can I get you a beer? I said, no, nah, I can't, can't drink. So he went, uh, cigarette? <laughs> I, don't sm- I don't smoke. So this guy was stumped. He didn't know what to do next. Um, <laughs> so he sort, he sort of wandered off and then half an hour later appeared with uh, a six-pack of Iron Brew, which is this <laughs> Scottish fizzy drink. Um, it, it's so- it's kind of like a really, really sweet lemonade um, that they joke is made with sugar and iron girders because it's bright orange. Um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, that's that's awesome but that's like that's the ultimate neighbor you know i don't know uh that's very friendly you know did it seems like people were very encouraging along the way and you had a long long trek around the you know since you circumnavigated scotland um estimated total distance of 2150 kilometers in approximately 115 days that's that's a lot of time and a lot of distance so um. Yeah, like um, <laughs> I should probably I, I should correct the the distance there is actually slightly too much. Uh, when oh, I okay. finished when I finished it was uh, sixteen hundred kilometers. Um, I had okay. to avoid going around the outside of uh, the Isle of Skye, which is this big island. Okay. Um, and the, I sort of compromised in that um, because I had a friend from Australia who wanted to join me, mm-hmm. uh, which was absolutely brilliant. I had company on the kayaks, I thought it would be great. Um, but she'd never been in a kayak before, so we, oh. we decided to <laughs> uh, decided to stick into the mainland and play safe. Uh, I gotcha. Um, oh, but it was totally worth it. That's great. Well, she joined for part of the the expedition. Yeah, ten days or so. Um, okay, which was great for both of us. She saw a bit of Scotland. I got to slow down a bit and had a real explore. Yeah. Um, it's good to have a change of pace and like well i imagine it must have been nice having company for a while if you're doing most of this expedition alone solo it's it must be cool to have you know a friend with you for part of it to share in the experience yeah yeah it's certainly better chat than the talking to the front of my boat right (laughs) yeah i mean that that must be like something that that that, does that get to you eventually just being by yourself is that you know i for me and we've talked about on this show a lot of times that uh, the backpacking experience for me and for many people that are doing this, my kind of backpacking versus like the actual trekking kind is like, you know, the relationship aspect. You're just meeting people constantly and uh, experiencing all these relationships and versus doing this, a solo kind of trek. 
very different experience. I'm sure a very um, enlightening and awesome experience in a very different kind of way and maybe a more self-exploration kind of way. But, you know, how, for you, how does that, does it get to you at all? Or do you kind of look at it sort of as like, hey, I'm, you know, maybe you enjoy alone time and you can explore yourself. What is it for you? Um, I, I like those moments of being really alone, but I actually found it was surprisingly sociable. Um, hmm. You quite, you quite often find yourself in pubs or talking to people or okay. getting oh, in, invited right. to a house and, and this sort of thing. So, um, so in that sense, it is similar to kind of the, the style of backpacking where I'm doing, where you're, you are yeah, meeting people all along the way. And you, so you're trekking, but in between, say, the, the, the kayaking uh, five uh, meter waves that are overtaking you and, uh, and <laughs> trekking the mountains, you're going and socializing with people and friendly people, random locals are giving you uh, sugary alcoholic drinks and stuff <laughs> yeah like you, you meet you meet people yeah people will just appear here and there and you sort of live through these fleeting encounters with folk which is really pleasant right. yeah um yeah and when, okay when you're on your own you can sing at the top of your voice um, <laughs> which i do, I, I do, I do that you start singing yeah, as you're trekking <laughs> I was, I was cycling down this road uh, completely on my own and i thought i was on my own so i was singing at the top of my voice and i'm a terrible singer um and I, I suddenly realized that there was someone about a meter behind me who for about 10 miles had just been cycling behind me, laughing his head off the whole way. Um, <laughs> oh, God, that's really funny. So you think was, you're um, alone. And then... <laughs> yeah, it turned out, yeah. What? Uh, we had a good laugh about it. What? Uh, now, what's... I? Okay, this is going to be a really trivial question, but what, what song is like a go-to cycling slash kayak song <laughs> for you because i i could imagine for myself like it being something like sweet caroline row ba, row ba, bike ba. you know like something like that um, um well I, I actually got a lot of weird ones like uh hey now sally kept getting stuck in my head <laughs> uh, <laughs> um probably uh, my bike i called my bike sally so it was kind of there was a reason behind it but it just kept getting stuck in my head um and daft punk's new song too i couldn't stop singing daft punk all summer uh, really uh stay up all night to get lucky that's on yeah because it was on the radio i just couldn't stop stop singing <laughs> i trek all night to get lucky <laughs> hey maybe um hey ladies hey, will are you single are you single will yes i am oh ladies ladies please if you're out there it if you're looking for a badass trekker, uh, we, there's one available in Scotland. Yes. <laughs> you want to climb? I promise I'll have a shower uh, first. <laughs> uh, now, uh, you know, uh, and so the way actually that we met you initially, um, so it was from our previous guests, um, Lindsay and Tom, who are on their own trekking expedition. Uh, and as we speak, I think actually they're trekking through Peru, and so you guys oh, all went to uni together. Um, yeah. A few years and back. I I'd just like to thank them for introducing us as well. Um, it was very much yeah. appreciated. Yeah, um, I've yeah it was no awesome where they are. Yeah, put us um, in touch. <laughs> yeah, um, but no, we, went, we went to university together. We were both in the, the mountaineering club at uni, so we, we got quite a few hikes out and lots of socials and drinking tea and partying, that sort of thing. Very uh, yeah. And, and, uh, I, I hope wherever they are in Chile that they're, they're doing well. Uh, yeah, in Chile. Yeah, Mike, you said Peru. Just correct. Oh, did I say Peru? Oh, sorry. Yeah. I, Was I, it, it might definitely. be Peru. I went to Peru so, I, South South years back there in Chile. Yeah, it's that's definitely right. Chile. <laughs> but I apologize for the misspeak. I, I, would, I do want to say something, Will, that I went to school right near... I didn't go to school. I felt like I did. When I lived in Syracuse, I was right off of the campus at 
um, Syracuse University, which is right near ESF, the Envi- you know Environmental uh, Sciences and Forestry School in New York. Okay. And I I don't know. You tell me if this is true, but the ESF kids partied harder and had the most interesting parties out of anyone and any place I've ever been to. Like like great get togethers, like always had like some tofu burgers and regular burgers <laughs> and like some really interesting conversations. And they, I mean, they knew how to get down. Like I can only imagine that that is that the case where you guys. Yeah. I, th- I think we kind of, our, our course, cause I was in an environmental science course as well, but also our course was combined with outdoor education and there was only 12 of us. So we were quite a compact little group of folk, oh, right. um, but we joined, we joined in with the mountaineering club and we had a, a sort of wider gang and our parties were normally things like bonfires right. or exactly. random. You go out, you go out partying, drinking all night, and then you'd all end up back at three in the morning at someone's flat drinking tea until, <laughs> <laughs> until the morning. It was, yeah, it was great. That's really cool though, man. I, you know, those are the, I, I like those kind of parties. I remember an experience, it's not, you know, kind of trekking you did. When I was in India, I had a group of folks and we were all kind of on this camel safari together. And it was either like during the camel safari, even before that, we had times where we, yeah, we just set up a little campfire. We had a few beers together. And it was just like really chilled out kind of experience where we're all just hanging around a fire, uh, drinking some beers. And uh, I, I love those kind of things. So you, it's kind of the thing you guys did on the regular uh, with the, the mountaineering people and everything. Yeah, like we were, we were really lucky with the fact our, our university in Sterling, right behind it was this sort of open hillside. So mm-hmm. you could, within 20 minutes, walk from your library walk up onto the hill and you could have a fire ah. so it was really accessible just to go and do that that's great that's, cool. that's great so you, you and Lindsay and tom were all kind of hanging out at these uh, little events throughout your university time and so, yeah so parties um, yeah and yeah uh, trekking expeditions together also uh we did a few hills together with the university um we didn't do mm. anything more than a couple of days i don't think yeah um, i gotcha that's cool. I'm I'm glad that we've crossed paths. I I want to I want to know because it you said that you've been doing this kind of thing since 18 and the second you called we we picked up the call the you said, "Oh, I just got back from sailing with my dad." And yeah. I I I've gone sailing with my dad. He rented a a boat and we went for like 4 hours with, you know, I've I've an older brother a younger brother, a younger sister, and then my mom. So all, you know, f- six of us would get on the boat. The we'd, whole castle clan. The, the castle clan. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, we'd okay. get on the boat and just go sailing in the Chesapeake Bay in Maryland um, for a couple hours, and that's it. Like, that's the end of the trip. But it sounds like you kind of have this adventuring side in your blood. Is that right? It sounds like um, it. I guess so, to an extent. My dad went to he spent four years in antarctica working uh doing bird surveys um oh, and cool. when this is when he was going out yeah. with my mum, um and she went all the way to spitsbergen in the far north so they couldn't have got much further apart um but somehow stayed together um and wow, uh, even without skype yeah <laughs> send, sending old-fashioned snail mail um but then, oh wow uh, yeah i think being brought up where I was brought up, we were the bo- the bottom of my garden is the sea, and behind it there's hills. So you, you kind of <laughs> grow up exploring and playing around with it. Uh, 
I, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Wait, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> so when you wait, so when you were born, were you always in Scotland, or did you actually get to go on any expeditions to Antarctica with your parent, with your dad, or or with your mom, where um, go explore with them, or were you always kind of like at home base at that point? Um, well, that was it was much before my time when they were there. Oh, okay. um, so the closest I've got to Antarctica is wearing my dad's old gloves. Okay. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, we, we we did a bit of traveling as kids, but nothing nothing major. I mean, we did sort of family holidays to Ireland or south of England. I mean, really sort of normal stuff. I gotcha. Um, I gotcha. Well, no, normal stuff for for Scotland for folks, I suppose, right? Yeah, uh, yeah I think your definition your normal of normal is holiday. different than ours, though. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. We're we're suburb and, we're sub- suburbanites. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah, so, yeah. so we grew up Mike and I grew up in a field of houses. So you'd have a row of houses. Um in our development we, we grew up on the same street, so we had mm. like ninety houses in our development. And Wow. Yeah. So you'd yeah. go tr- you go trick or treating, you um dress up, then you go house to house and by the time you're done you have 90 if somebody's generous over 100 you know pieces of candy and then yeah for halloween yeah (laughs) walk down this to the next street and get another you know 100 plus pieces so like that that's kind of a picture of where we grew up it's you know the way you're describing it sounds like yours is slightly different is that correct yeah i guess it's it's a bit of a smaller community um like if people went trick-or-treating here you'd have to do a bit of a walk um in fact we never really got anyone down our driveway because it was always dark and scary um, <laughs> but yeah it was more sort of emphasis and playing around outside I think. right more nature um, yeah um, yeah and we we did play around i'd, I'd say we did play around outside a, a fair amount you know we used to play capture the flag and games like that although we also had our fair amount of uh, you know as i've already referenced on this episode video games and that kind of thing kind of, um so you probably had more of an outdoorsy sort of childhood experience um, yeah yeah a, I degree, think, I think a few I, degrees higher than us at least <laughs> um i certainly played a lot on the outside I, most of my teenage years i spent sat in front of a playstation playing computer games mm. um, <laughs> okay like, so, so we, time, have, time we, we have that in common time crisis <laughs> Time if you grow up somewhere, you you take it for granted. It wasn't really until I left that I realized what a great place it was to grow up. Um, yeah. It's just yeah, if you if you've been there all your life, that's it's just kind of the same. Um, but then right. you go away and you come back and suddenly realize, wow, this is amazing. I've really got to enjoy this. Yeah. yeah there's amazing landscapes and all this. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd yeah. I would love to come. I'd love to come up there, and it sounds like a great, you know, the landscape. It's it seem it's from your pictures. They it seems a really beautiful area. Oh, you're always yeah. welcome. Um, yeah, you're you're probably the best tour pre- guide for Scotland that there is <laughs> potentially. Having seen, you probably are well versed in everything in Scotland at this point. <laughs> uh, I've certainly seen a fair fair chunk of it. There's a lot more to see yet, I think. <laughs> you're, you're the guy on my Rolodex for when I uh, hit Scotland up. <laughs> yeah, I'll hold you to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if if, if you ever had come this way, you absolutely um, you get a. A couch to crash on if you come to new york yeah so hey, likewise uh, where, wherever i happen to be you're <laughs> welcome to, <laughs> if i am stable enough you're welcome to crash <laughs> uh, i have a question so you have a photo of you jumping on the edge of like some peak overlooking the water and that and is an awesome shot um it's it says the summer isles where so where is that that is a beautiful ah, shot right. 
Uh, what you were saying about uh, going off sailing last week, that's actually where we were. Um, it's about 15 miles uh, due west of Ullapool. Uh, so it's up in the far northwest of Scotland. Okay. Um, and it's, it's sort of an archipelago of islands. Um, and it's, it's, it's in a greater bit of water called the Minch, which is this sort of inland... Uh, I wouldn't really say an ocean. It's, it's, some, it's yeah, a big body of water between here and the outer islands. Oh, okay. Um, it's they're, they're absolutely brilliant for kayaking and exploring. I mean, that shot is is incredible. It is a very pretty shot. It's just like it makes me want to go get a boat and like pl- a plane ticket and a boat and just go there. You'll <laughs> 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 we'll have, we'll have to throw um, a link to it on the episode uh, show notes. Yeah. Wait, the Northern Lights. Holy shit! So you have an incredible. Is that a real shot that you took yourself? The Northern Lights. Yeah, that was this year. Um, it's quite unusual to get the Northern Lights that far south. Um, wow. It actually went all the way far. I think as far as Edinburgh this year. It was really incredible. Wow. Um, which is it's remarkably rare. Um, I think you probably do get Northern Lights fairly regularly. Okay. But. Um, it, it, what's rare is to get northern lights down and a clear sky because it's Scotland. It rains a lot, um, <laughs> so it's uh, yeah, it's, it's getting those in in sort of combination. Um, yeah, that is an I've never seen them in real life. That is an incredible shot. It looks like you know, like I you ever you know you picture like the old like nineteen sixties sci fi films where the they come from. They came from the sky. That's exactly what it looks like. This <laughs> green painted sky with you know these wavy lines of, I guess the solar, um, what is it? Solar what sort of solar flares. It could be flares, yeah. It could yeah. be. It could be really quite eerie. Like it's it's a fantastic thing just to sit out and watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's great because of the community here. They've got a sort of uh, phone telephone tree thing. So. If one person sees it, they'll phone the next person, and that then they'll phone the next person, the next person, the next uh, person, the next person. Oh, that's and so cool. the whole the whole village will know really pretty quickly. Uh, They're on that work together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very um, cool. Um, that, that's awesome, man. I I keep keep posting your photos. That's all I can say. Um, the now, what was your other trek that you did? Um, was it Iceland? Right? Is that correct? Yeah. So. This was back in 2011. Um, There's me and a, one of the friends of mine from university. Is, we, we spent probably less time apart than we did together at uni. It's, um, <laughs> were, we had a, we, we're living in the same flat. And yeah, it's, um, so we went, we went to Iceland and we wanted to walk across it. Um, so spent, we, had, we planned to go out and it would take us a month to walk across. Uh, but when we were booking the plane tickets, we realized that you could do all three months of the summer holiday. So we thought, well, why not? Um, right. And ended up just bumming around in a tent for two months and exploring and then did the hike. Very cool. So you just like walked around Iceland. <laughs> yeah, like we hitchhiked all the way around the coast um, and walked from the, the very south to the very north, pretty much in a diagonal through the middle. That's incredible. Wow. I, I, I <laughs> well, must... how, how big is that? Iceland, uh, how big, yeah, how big is it? I don't really have a con- uh, sense um, of it. I was about 600 miles in a diagonal. Okay. okay. Yeah. So it's a fair amount of walking. Yeah. By, <laughs> by car, that would probably take, I don't know, I'm thinking of that just driving straight. You know, that would take at least 16 hours, maybe more, right? Uh, yeah. Something like that. 
Yeah. Yeah. By a car. I'm just thinking by a car. More or less. Yeah. If you if there was such a road, but uh, I so wait, I've never ever in my entire life, <clears throat> excuse me, I have never hitchhiked. I've never done it. It's something that I I don't know know how <laughs> I'd feel if I did do it. But it's I I can't even imagine just going to another country and then, you know, you know, trying to grab rides across it. So what, it's um I think it's one of the most fantastic ways to get around. Um, yeah. Because you, it forces you to meet people that you wouldn't normally meet. Like you'll meet the locals, you'll meet tourists, you'll meet mm-hmm. just about anyone doing it. Right. Um, and yeah. you know, you never know where you're going to get dropped off. So you end up, uh, like adventure. we, we spent, yeah, we spent, uh, the best part of two days in this place. It was literally the arse end of the middle of nowhere. We'd have never <laughs> gone there, but we, we were stuck there. So we had to, and you kind of explore and you wait around and then you don't know where you're going next. And Right. I, um, and out, out of the, I've hit, probably hitchhiked over a thousand times now. I think I've had one or two dodgy experiences, but most of it's really safe. No, when you say hitchhiking's great. <laughs> no, when you when you say dodgy, what do you mean? What t- tell? Um, what what was it? You just felt uncomfortable, or was there something noticeably sketchy going on? Uh, twice it was drunk drivers. Um, oh. and you basically, I pretended that it was my mistake and got off at the next corner, and that was fine. Um, oh. And the, the third one was, he uh, turned out to be totally genuine, but it was the first time I'd ever hitchhiked with my cousin, so uh, I was pretending it was safe. Uh, so he thought it was totally normal. But we, we got in the back, it was one of these old box vans with a roll top, and so we climbed <laughs> in. There were no windows, no way to speak to the driver. Uh, we sort of m- mentioned where we wanted to go, and he kind of nodded. <laughs> and then we jumped in and he just rolled the top down and padlocked it shut. What? <laughs> uh, so oh. we were left in the in, in the dark, no idea where we were going. And my cousin was sort of looking at me going, is this normal? And I was sort of like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, so, it isn't. <laughs> try, trying, to ca- trying to count every corner as you turn it. Um, but yeah, the guy, the guy turned out to be genuine. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I've luckily had um, pretty good hitchhiking experiences. Uh, I haven't done it though as much as I'd like to um, I want to do more of it but I actually most recently when I tried doing it like in Malaysia uh, I've heard you could hitchhike in Malaysia pretty easily but for whatever reason I wasn't able to really like uh, get people to take me around um, but I think mm. for me one of the cooler times I went hitchhiking was um, when I was walking across the border from Cambodia into Thailand um, wow. I literally just oh. like yeah I, I actually just walked across walked across the um and it's a it's, that's a weird border because it's you know you could actually just walk across without a passport or anything and no one's stopping you or anything like i had to actually ask around like hey where's the place where i do the passport stamping stuff uh, like, <laughs> so i had awesome. to seek it out <laughs> yeah and then when i got on the other side um i basically somehow ended up on the back of a motorbike with a thai person um who didn't speak any English and I had no idea um, where she was taking me or anything. So it was like, you, I think you had a similar experience where it's like that adventure of where am I going? What's happening? And then yeah. eventually I got dropped off. <laughs> that's incredible to hitchhike on a motorbike though. That's so... Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was awesome. fun. And it was this moment of just sitting, I remember sitting in the back. It was like exciting. I'm sitting in the back and I'm just, I have no idea where I'm going right now, where this person's taking me, what's going on. But they're taking me somewhere. So <laughs> yeah, you, you just have to trust them and hope. hope yeah, yeah. Motor, <laughs> motorbikes are motorbikes are scary, man. Like if you you gotta know how to work those things. I went on a I went on a cruise recently. This is totally off topic. I went on a cruise recently for a bachelor party, and 
we rented motorbikes in um, Nassau. And we and right before you get off the cruise ship, they particularly the captain announces this is your captain speaking. Please do not rent the motorbikes. Um, our passengers have gotten hurt, injured, and even died. So please do not rent them. And then as you're leaving, it says another sign: do not rent the motorbikes. And then obviously we rented the motorbikes. All right. <laughs> and <laughs> and obviously within the first five minutes, my friend runs into an old lady. And runs into another motorbike, gashes oh, his no. leg, bleeding uh. within the first five minutes. And then later on, um, my one friend completely flips his bike over and he slides on the side of his Holy body shit. for a good 15 feet. And then, <laughs> and then another friend flips his bike over itself and rolls into the grass, fortunately saving his, his skin. Um, but the bike didn't work wow. after that. <laughs> I, so, you uh, can't see it, but my jaw was open for most of that story. <laughs> yeah, we're we're pretty dumb, you know. Like why, you know, we're we're dumb sometimes, especially. Let let me just write a note not to rent a motorbike. <laughs> Don't. Uh, yeah, if only yeah, they the, warned us. Yes. Yeah. It does. Yeah, they really should put a sign so up they, or something. They really should say something to people yeah. about that. Is... Yeah. <laughs> they do. They do sound like fun though. <laughs> but, uh. But I, I can only imagine, like, hitchhiking internationally, and I, I've never done it. I've, you know, just the concept in a, in the United States is very, I wouldn't even do it in the United States. I wouldn't do it. I, I, I mean, Mike, do you feel the same way? I, I just don't, I don't know if I have uh, the, I don't know if I have the trust in people. I don't know if people will do it anymore. I rarely, I, rarely see anybody do it. I think, I, I think they're all actually, I may have. <laughs> Huh? I think that I think there's some states in America where it's actually illegal, if I'm right. I think um, I think it might be illegal. Yeah, most. Of I think the you're state. right. I, I don't know the, the yeah. legality of it. Um, I would totally do it though. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I tend to be trusting of people. Um, right. And you, you can I, kind of pick. You can pick the person too. I mean, when they stop, you're not in the car yet. You can kind of decide. Um, right. Have you ever uh, actually? you know rejected someone that stopped for you and then like oh yeah you don't look right i'm not gonna go with you is that ever have you ever done that um, what once or twice yeah but mainly because i thought they were drunk or i just they, they seem quite scary so um, how does that social interaction go do you say to them you're drunk or you look scary and like how do you politely refuse someone who stopped to help you out <laughs> uh, I, I'm way too socially awkward to try and do that sort of thing. So I, I generally, I generally try and make it my fault. <laughs> um, so I'll pretend, I'll pretend that I've made the wrong turn, or I should be going somewhere else. And oh, it, it normally annoys them a little bit, but at least it's then your fault, and they can complain at you. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a good idea, though. Actually, it was um, there was a fun, funny one with a. a about a year year or two ago I, well, I actually had a car I was driving along the road and saw a guy um trying to hitchhike from I think he was genuine he was he was trying to hitchhike from a sawmill so it was probably a, a genuine guy but he had his right. thumb out in one hand and in the other hand was holding a hatchet and I was just wondering like <laughs> <laughs> who's gonna pick that guy up <laughs> exactly that's exactly what I imagine <laughs> That's exactly what I imagine. Except the guy with the uh, hatchet, the guy who picks you up, you know, like so. Will, yeah, you, you know, I've. And that's when you, you go. Oh, I think I went the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we had Remy and I, uh, the friend in Iceland, had one like that. We this guy just looked dodgy. He had his head head skinned, and he was really beat up old Volvo. And we got in, and 
he took us something like 600 miles. We went quite a long way, like really almost all the way around the country. Wow. Um, but this guy, just everything he said just didn't seem to add up. And he just eventually he stopped and pulled into this dead end forestry track and just sort of went, I'm going for a walk. Is that fine? He sort of got out the back and it was me and Remy sort of going, uh, shall we bail? <laughs> like, should we just run? Because um, he, had, he had shovels and stuff at the back of the car, but he, he, uh, he just went for a walk whoa. and then came back again. But we, yeah, we thought he was a bit creepy. Yeah, that, oh, that, wow. is, that, that is my point, man. Will, that's what but, I'm saying. I, but these, these are very rare. Don't let this put you off. Hitchhiking is wonderful I, and fantastic. And, and you've gone a thousand the best hi- hitchhikes, right? Is that what you said? Uh, at least, yeah, I think at least. Uh, I, uh, I, I'm, wow. okay. Again, I'm, I'm very... I'm not paranoid, but that invokes paranoia in me. Like, holy shit, I don't think I'd be comfortable with that. My ra- my radar would, f- my red flag would pop up. Castle, did you just say you're not paranoid? <laughs> oh, I'm definitely. I am. I am, and I'm not. I am, and I'm not. To some degree, I am definitely am. Jesus Christ, what am I saying? <laughs> I, you know why I said that? I because I don't. So I don't come off as a pansy. That's why I said it. Okay. <laughs> you know, I am, no, I'm not, but I am, but I am. But it, basically, I sound like an idiot, so yes, I'm fucking paranoid, everyone. Thank you. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's all cool. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, uh, all I want to say is is that we've been talking about hitchhiking, but but I, you know, I, I guess I'm just overwhelmed with this feeling like, holy shit, I, maybe it's a societal thing, maybe it's a cultural thing, but... Does it happen a lot in Europe in 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 that part of the world? Is that a very common thing? Um, I think it used to be. It's it's getting less popular now. I think. Yeah. But people people do still do it. There's quite a lot of folk who still do it. Um, yeah, yeah, I think a lot of backpackers do it still. Yeah, I think like that that sort of thing seems to go hand in hand with things like couch surfing and right the, the, yeah, those exactly. sort of things. Um, but yeah, things like the media haven't helped because they always tell the bad stories. But uh, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot of folk who do it, and it's yeah, I think it's a great way to go. All right, all right. Just to contrast all those horrible stories that we were just saying, <laughs> what's one? What's one really, really good story? Like, what was one where you're like, wow, that one, that was amazing. Um, uh, there was a guy again in Iceland actually um, who picked us up and he took us. It was a couple of hundred miles. It's quite a long way. Uh, first of all, we we thought we had this nightmare scenario. We we stopped to hitchhike, and there were two other hitchhikers in queue. So you, you normally, <laughs> if if you're the second one there, you let them go. Right. Um, but they they'd left their bag in the last car, so they were breaking down, really sort of panicking. And that by chance, a police car pulled in. So then we're trying to hitchhike out of this layby with a police car and flashing lights. It's not <laughs> really going our way. Um, but this this wonderful chap stopped. And he, he took us all this way. And then when we got there, he sort of said, well, the campsites are full. Just come back to my house. Uh, and he, yeah, he sort of had, we had dinner with him. Uh, he, was, he was really friendly. And he, he just left. He left He left us in his house for the best part of the day. He just gave us the keys and walked off. Wow. Um, yeah, I, I, you know what? I think that's the experience that I have you know, more often. Is yeah. So there is that yeah. the fears of, hey, what if this, what if that, things you hear in the media, all these horror stories, all this stuff. But... By and large, people are good. People want to yeah, help you. You know, it's amazing. Like people will buy you lunch. They'll take yeah, you on exactly. tours. Um, take yeah, they'll take you around their town. They'll show you things. It's yeah, it's wonderful. And all the time, and on my travels, I'm meeting people that take me into their home for 
uh, days at a time, uh, yeah, or get and feed you. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. People are nice, pretty much. I'd say yeah. most people are good. It's oh just, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean the vast majority of people anyway are, are wonderful. Yeah. yeah, people will help you. You know, when you're when and just like stories you gave, right? Where folks just came and came and offered a helping hand when you needed it. Like, it's yeah. Most of the time, someone's gonna be there and have your back. Uh, right. Much more frequently, I would say, than someone coming to, you know, try to take advantage of you or whatever. Uh, yeah, exactly. And in in the future, maybe it'll be you you giving back to them as well, and it's it's all exactly it or even not everything. paying it forward to someone else. Uh, yeah, you know. Yeah. And I got and that's the basis of the couch surfing community, you know, and the whole hitchhiking thing. It's all kind of the same idea. Everyone's if we all help, everyone helps everyone. We end up in a more beautiful place yeah yeah precisely i gotcha yeah i i guess but you're right will you do hear more often of the horror stories than the than the uh really good stories because nobody nobody tells the stories so those positive stories so we're the first we're the first podcast to tell a positive hitchhiking story I think. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure there must be other. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to declare it. I'm going to declare right. it. We, we are. <laughs> somebody prove me. Somebody prove me wrong with a post on the website or the Facebook that says that there's another podcast that said one first. And there I'll you be, go. I will gladly. I will gladly rescind my statement. Um, <laughs> but so when you when you're when you're going across Iceland, you know, uh, with your buddy, did you pack food? Did you pack all that stuff, or did you just? have a little bit of provisions and some clothes and some supplies and jackets you know like um yeah we, we carried everything we needed we had um we we managed to get our food dropped in three places across the the middle um just so we could carry the weight basically um i, I mean our packs were weighing about in the high 20s kilo kilograms um mm. um and yeah we, we basically we carried everything we needed for the the whole way across um apart from food in sort of 10 day ration ration stops okay wait, wait where did you drop the stuff off was it like a was it like a i know Lindsay and tom did it at hostels and different things for their their chile trip did you actually have like set sites or did they yeah we there were two places in the middle it's there's almost nothing in the middle of Iceland. it's really really just ash um okay. sort of endless plains of it um but there's a place called laminalego which is this really beautiful popular uh hot spring area and there's a, a it's a four by four track that goes into it and a, a hut there that people can stay at so we could get stuff in with the four by fours there um and we arranged that from Reykjavik it was quite easy cool. and yeah. um it was the same on the other end it was another place called Askia which was this big geothermal place that had a four by four track in and a, a backcountry hut that people could come and stay in Okay. Oh, cool. Geothermal. So you got to, did you get to go in the water? Is that what, one of the attractions? Or you yeah, just get to see, getting, watch a, it? getting a soak out the feet was absolutely awesome. Oh, uh, very cool. <laughs> uh, I, I hear that those are incredible, incredibly relaxing. Yeah, they are. Um, we, we went, the first one, we planned on stopping for two days, and I think we actually spent four there. Um, we didn't, we just spent a whole day lazing around the pools and sort of having little wonders and exploring and then coming back and soaking again uh, <laughs> that's that lovely that's how i would do it <laughs> uh or spend just four straight days soaking and don't even leave and have somebody order in some chinese <laughs> food that would be my that would be that's my a, that sounds like a really good idea <laughs> <laughs> that's cool 
Um, <laughs> well, I, I want to know, like, what's, so what's, for Will, Cope Steak, what's your, what's next on your agenda, man? What's, where are you going? I think for the next few years, I'd like to sort of do smaller expeditions and just do a couple of a little thing, little things and try and get a bit further afield. Um, I sort of feel I've done Scotland a bit now, so I'd like to go and see some of the, maybe the rest of Europe overseas. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying at the moment to write write a couple of books about the trips I have done. Oh, awesome! Oh. Um, Are those going to be on your website? Uh, whenever they're whenever they're done, if they're done. Um, okay, sweet. I would, I would like to get them up. Um, Very cool. But uh, I have Excellent. ideas for a bigger trip in the future, but I'm not entirely sure I'm going to commit to it yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I if you do, I I implore you to come back and announce it live on our podcast. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm I'm gonna I'm just gonna say you should do that and um, and put the invitation out there, and it's open ended. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, um, I'll, Mr. Yeah, I'll make I'll make sure. Definitely. Mr. Michael, I think you've got a Yeah, well, question. I guess I'll ask you what we ask um, folks at the end of each of our shows, and you can just answer with yeah, the first thing that pops into your head. Uh, and so what is something uh, in your life that you'd like to do before you kick the bucket? Ooh, uh, I would like to, uh, some way or another, go right around the world um, by human power. Oh, very cool. Oh, so you know, like have a boat that you're pedaling or something, and then bicycle, and then. Yeah, I mean, like, a, I mean, sort of on land. So, I mean, not strictly over the oceans, uh, but definitely, ah. definitely across some continents. Cool. So, you like cycling or something? Yeah, oh. cycling, walking. Yeah. Something like that. Um, very cool. You nice. Know, you know, we should. Uh, that's I think that's awesome and we need to put you in in touch with our friend tom um tom cartledge tom cartledge who okay uh, psych do you, have you heard of him uh no he's, i'll have to look him up he um he cycled all he the was way our from, first guest actually on yeah the show. oh wow um, back in episode six he yeah cycled from england to india yes <laughs> that's amazing so, yes yeah you should definitely um touch reach out to him he's a very awesome guy um, he will, I'm sure he'll gladly share some tips and I bet you, um, he'd be willing to, uh, do a cycling trip or, or some type of trip. If you're interested, I'm, I'm just throwing it out there. Uh, we'll connect. Right, yeah, I'll, I'll have to get in touch. Definitely. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, very cool. Well, um, well, Mr. Will, we really appreciate you coming on. Um, yeah, thanks man. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Um, it's been great chatting to you and watching the sunrise uh, gently out the window. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's super late for you right now. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, oh, it's absolutely beautiful. Yeah, what is it? Is it 3 in the morning or something? Uh, 4 a.m. Four four, 4 in the morning, rather. Yeah, wow. Well, well, <laughs> yeah, thanks for, yeah, thank you for doing this at uh, such a late hour or early hour, depending on uh, how you want to count it, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, I just thank thank you so much for having me, and thanks to Lindsay and Tom again for introducing us. Yeah, Excellent. and folks that want to um, find out more about your adventures can find you at willcopestakemedia.com. That's the the best place for the folks to find you. Yeah, bang on. Um, you'll f- find everything I'm doing on there. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. All right, and you've also got a Facebook page, uh, Twitter. I'll, I'll, we'll link to all that stuff in the episode yeah, notes. Yeah, you can yeah. 
we'll link we'll definitely link to those at wtepodcast.com well mr will thanks again um and thank you all thanks to everyone out there who's uh taking the time to listen to this episode of walking the earth podcast the podcast about the backpacking experience you can find us at wtepodcast.com thanks for listening and we'll talk to you next time take care